I knew I was in good hands when I drove to Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Burbank, Jonesy. Nice, uh, nice Jonesy. to have you. Yeah. Nice to have you. know, when I first saw your name, uh, I I was like Jonasy in lights. Where did you see it? Well, when we met, we oh, met yeah. at a, we met at a Patreon event. Uh-huh. Uh, what about maybe two months ago, something like that? Yeah, down in L.A. And uh, Mindy and I got invited for for being patrons, and uh, so did beyond being on Patreon, and so did Jonesy. And we're like, well, you know, we're gonna meet people, we're gonna mingle and meet people. And I met. Him. That was it. That's the only. He's the, the only, only person, person you met. The only person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just didn't see anybody that I necessarily wanted to meet. Yeah, really. You know what I'm saying? And that'll dictate the room a lot. You met the only person that, that can't help you in your career. <laughs> Are you happy about that? Well, it was. It was, it was more about. It was more about. Uh, Getting to know what they do, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and well, and I saw a podcaster, and that's why I was like, oh, and I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, you write your name and what you do yeah, underneath it, exactly, and, and the uh, little badge there. Yeah, because it was a Patreon event, there was a whole, you know, potpourri of uh, all kinds producers, all kinds. I'm so maybe so illiterate. I'm so I'm surprised at what you can make a living doing. I'm blown away by it because one of the person on the panel makes games. Yeah creates games and somehow makes a healthy living doing that using patreon do, i don't know how do you, i don't do you know how games they, like like uh solitaire mm, no like like games like you know video Space games invaders. my get my bad video games yeah mm-hmm. I, I, this is me i don't know anything about video games but okay. they make video games mm-hmm. and they design them and they i guess they help other people design them and help their patrons design them i I don't know. I'm like, how the f- how did you figure out how to make money doing right, that? Right, There's right. a chick I met at that event who does juggling videos. Do you and, see? And somehow makes money doing juggling videos. Was her name Jenna? Je- no. No. Oh. <laughs> He's one of the patrons. No. Michael's one of the patrons. No, I'm not. I love that. Good joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenna, I mean, how do you- Jenna the juggler. Uh, when I met when I met, I'm like, Should people watch you juggle. <laughs> I was like, wow, people will watch anything, won't they? I and mean, and what where, and is, where we live in. And mm-hmm. how many did she give you any divulge any information how many patrons she has? No, or? she didn't tell me that. I just yeah. followed her on Instagram and moved on. Uh, gotcha. Nice. I was trying to meet I actually was trying to meet people kind of. I yeah. met about not many but probably 10 people. Really? Yeah. I you I, know, I tried to squeeze the limit at that event. Yeah, you know, you in addition did. to meeting people, I'm like I'm like I'm eating this eggplant. Oh, I'm yeah. fucking it's... eating the eggplant palm all right. day. Yeah. And they had pretty decent beer. I don't know if you, you are you a drinker? Uh, I drink a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I had I had one of the they had an IPA. It was a it was a stone IPA. It was pretty decent. You know, they, it was a cool thing that they did. I thought I didn't really like the video portion of it. I didn't really watch that part of it. But they had a panel of people up there, and they're all very successful. And it was pretty cool that they did that. That is cool. And we'll we'll talk about your you have a Patreon page as well. I and do. It yeah. has to do with your podcast. There's a lot That's to right. talk to you about because yeah. you are a, kind of a busy guy. Let's uh, let's get the handles out of the way. What's your Instagram handle? Oh, there Funny Jones. Everything I do, uh, I'm on is Funny Jones. All right, uh, Funny. Like, Bones yeah, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, all that. Yeah. All right. So you you didn't grow up in LA though, right? You you. No, I'm an East Coaster. So from Bo- was it Boston? Yeah, Where, originally. That, and how long did you live in Boston? So first twenty odd years of my life. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then moved on to New York. Went to New York. All right. Ten years. Ten ten years in New York. Yeah. How long you been here? Four. Okay, so what's the? I, this is always they always say it's different, and they say the same thing with rap, right? East Coast, West Coast rap. Uh, they say the same thing, sort of, with comedy that it's a little different. Is it? Is it true? Is it different in L.A. What than part it is? of comedy? Do you mean stand-up? Stand-up comedy, yes. Uh, I would say, uh, in stand-up's the same for the most part wherever you go. But I think the people involved in it in New York are different than the people in L.A. Their approach to it is different. They take it way more seriously. They do more of it. They really look at it as a true craft. 
and give a shit about it. Right. They're not distracted by other Hollywood type of things. A mm. lot of them, a lot of them just want to do stand up. Right. That's what they're there for. They're not trying to get a, a sitcom and this kind of stuff. They so just you, care about it and they just do that. And, and here you think that that's what's happening. People trying to get a sitcom. They're trying to get on in a movie. They're trying I to think get everybody's trying to do yeah, that. Man. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to generalize too much, but I think a lot of standups here are just, uh, it's a way for them to kind of be seen. It's a thing for them to do to keep busy. And but I think they have other things in mind. And, yeah. Uh, because of, not that there's anything wrong with that at all. But right, I think the stand up. You can tell that this level of stand up is uh, is lower here in general. Uh, you can tell that they don't spend as much time at the craft here. Comics that just don't really develop their act any further than a certain point, and then just keep doing that over and over and over. Every time act. you see them, it's the same act. It's the same act. Yeah. Because they're not spending any time growing it. Maybe they don't have the kind of they don't look at it the way that some of us look at it i don't want to fault them at all of course and and, and if they're busy and they're doing comedy and they're doing what they want there's not there's no reason yeah. to fault anybody hey, maybe they got a writing gig during the day and absolutely they're get, and they're getting paid exactly. in which case pff, hats off to you man. absolutely yeah. and yeah, and yeah. writing your own jokes i mean that goes hand in hand with writing for sitcoms a lot of a lot of uh, com- uh stand-up comments become writers sure. uh for, for sitcoms and stuff like that is it something you'd ever be interested in writing on a sitcom or anything like that not network, because it's not edgy enough for my taste. Yeah, gotcha. But I do like I would like the paycheck for sure. <laughs> That'd be a sweet check. Steady paycheck. Oh, yeah, the network pay us <laughs> something. To, yeah, I would do it for a year and then buy a house and then fuck off and do my own thing. I, I would love to do something like that. Yeah, I like to write. I write and shoot my own shit all the time. I wrote something that I'm uh, trying to raise money to shoot that's substantial that I think has legs. It's a. It would be some maybe a series and uh, yeah, I love it. I love to write. How much? Uh, how much of a show do you have? Have you that you've accumulated so far for stand up? What how, do you have? An hour, two hours of, of material, or? Oh yeah, I probably do. Could do an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you you're writing all the time. Yeah, I'm writing all the time, and uh, in New York, I was able to churn out more material because you could get more stage time. Now, why I mean, is that? I don't know if your listeners are into this kind of want to hear that kind of the underbelly of stand up, but that's why you're here. We wouldn't have invited <clears throat> but, you otherwise. Yeah, the stage time in New York is a plenty because there's so many clubs and there's so you many shows. You can walk shows. from club to club. Kind yeah, of thing. and you also don't have the travel uh, right. situation like you have here. Like it's hard to do more than two shows in LA. You know, you got to get in your car and you drive. I've I've had nights where I've like I thought I could squeeze in three shows and I just couldn't get it's to the to third do. show physically. It just couldn't be there before the show ended because it was it was in Santa Monica and I'm in Boyle Heights or whatever and it just <laughs> right. wasn't working out. You know. But in New York, everything's kind of on top of each. All the shows are kind of clustered, and so you can bounce and do. I mean, it's not uncommon for a comic to do five shows on a Friday, six shows on a Saturday. You know, that's did you see very that, common. Did you see that special on Netflix? Is it? It's Ray Romano, where he where he he started a set. He started a show in one place and walked to the next place and finished yeah, can, it, the taping. Yeah, you can walk. It was so cool. Yeah, you could totally. That's great. Yeah, and you could totally do that in New York. So um, to bring it back. The reason why the material can really get churned out in New York, and it's why comics will move to New York specifically to develop their stand-up, whether mm. it's for a lifetime or I've I've known comics who have just gone there, be like, I'm just doing a year in New York to develop my act, and then I'll be back. I've, I've seen this happen. You can get your you can develop material pretty quickly there. Whereas in LA, because of the lack of stage time, although I'm writing quite a bit, almost the same as I was in New York, it's it's uh there's a speed bump to the development of the material on the stage because the stage time is less and the in, in the stage time out here is, is not as good either there's not i find the shows to be a little sparse crowd wise out here whereas in new york i don't know if it's a 
it's because the the dense population is all in one spot. Right. You, you, you find yourself in front of crowds more in New York um, than than you do out here, which is more of a spread out thing. It's you, true. There's you know, a lot of options out here, and yeah, they're spread out. It's spread out, and so it's hard to get in front of a good crowd on a con- consistent basis uh, for me. And so the development of the material has slowed down a bit. Okay, and so there, there. Let's explain to people what uh, the what what a what bringer level is, right? That's when you're. Uh, well, I'll explain it, and you can help me explain it. It's when you're you're really working. Hard. They don't want you. They want you to bring a certain amount. So you're at this stage where bring people. Bring they want people. you to bring your bring, friends, your family, exactly. Your exes, that's the crossing that's guard, it. your guidance counselor, that's whatever. And, and they don't care who you bring either. They don't care who you. They don't care who. But bring people. They don't speak English. Who gives a shit? Bring, bring them. people. The drunkest uncle you have, they don't care. Bring that's, it. That's it. And how long were you at? Are you at? Are you past that level now, or are you still at that level now? With with, with do you still run into that a little bit as a? No, comic? I haven't done a bringer situation in quite a long. That's time. That's awesome. Yeah. How I long mean, were you in that place though? Because it's it's a tough. I have a friend who's a comic, and he's he's in that place, and it's just tough. It's a tough place I think, to be. Uh, that's the beginning stages of it. Um, is uh, so every comic has to get through that. Yeah, same uh, with musicians too. Yeah, because there's you know gatekeepers at at various levels. Some and some gatekeepers for stage time. This is the payment. You want to be on their stage. You have to bring them something. Are you bringing them a name? Right. Uh, well, if you're not, they want you to bring bodies another way. Do you have a big following? Can you bring bodies that way? Or you know, they want to. You know, especially if you're not very funny and you're new. Like I, right, you know, they're like, right, I'm gonna let this unfunny piece of shit on my stage but like what am i going to get out of it well well right. we sold 10 tickets they were unfunny for seven minutes it was worth it because he that person brought bodies right into the joint that's yeah. it this happens in music as well yeah yeah there are there are some bringer requirements you'll find if you want to play some gigs on sunset and they don't know who the hell you are they want to know have you, you know, played on sunset i haven't played music out here no but no. back in new york i did and you know if you want to play some of those those rock clubs down on bleaker street down there where all those clubs are and stuff they want to you got to bring and they'll have they have awful pay structures too they'll be like you get nothing for the first 20 for the next 10 we'll give you half for the next 10 after that we'll give you three quarters you're like you can bring 25 of your friends and make nothing you know to see you play music how many times and, and michael can relate how many times have you played for nothing well most of the time <laughs> yeah sure absolutely yeah, yeah. most and, of the time and i mean we we'll do we'll do something like um Back in May, we played the whiskey and brought a bunch of people. And you don't, you pay to play. You pay to play at the you, whiskey. Right? You pay you to play. Was the bringing the people the pay, or did you have to pay in addition to you that? You pay it first. We pay up front. We buy tickets. And then you sell them. And, and then, then you, you sell. sell them. Oh, I've heard of this as yes. well. Yep. You buy the tickets ahead of time, and then you got to sell You buy them from the whiskey, and yep. then you sell your tickets to make your money back. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's a fucking scam. And the whiskey doesn't care if you buy all your tickets, and you show up, and they you don't play your set for no one. That's right. They don't they, give a shit. In fact, the guy that I got our our tickets from said, uh, here's the 50 we want you to sell. Here's another 50 that you can give away. What I recommend is do a two for one. If they buy one, give them two. Yeah, that's smart. It totally worked. We had a full Did house. Did it work? Yeah, it was yeah. pretty full. You pretty, had a full house, amazing. Pretty full. Um, and what, what's interesting too about that, and I don't know anything about the, the, uh, the stand-up world, but now more than ever, the crowd comes to see the show and then they fucking leave. They don't stay for the night. They usually see the one, the yeah. one band. They come to see Jonesy came. and then they're that's fucking yeah. gone and they've been their right. jammies well, in 25 minutes. Well, that's certainly minutes. that's certainly your L.A. crowd. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what you L.A. Get. And that, yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to ask about. Um, I've never I've never spent any uh, substantial time in New York. Is 
is the mindset there with the with the entertainment industry different than here from your experience i would say okay in general your entertainment in manhattan let's just let's just break it down to manhattan is very much tourist based mm. um, so it's a lot of you know you find yourself if you're at stand up new york on a friday night or you're at the comic strip on a friday night there will be or even carolines on broadway especially carolines you're going to find yourself in front of a lot of people from the midwest people right. that are in town you know the closer the club is to Times Square, the more Midwestern and touristy mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be. Mm. In Manhattan, I would say, in general, it's pretty touristy, much more so than, than here. Of course, a couple clubs here are extremely touristy, you know, um, the, the comedy stores. Right, Laugh Factory. Um, yeah. Yeah, they bring in a lot of tourists because that's the... When, a to when someone comes to L.A., they're like, I want to see somebody who's on TV. You know? Yeah. That's what they want to see. And yeah. one of the easiest ways to see someone who's on TV. Saturday night. Is go to the comedy store. Yeah. Like you're going to see people on TV. You mm -hmm. know, they may not be your favorite people or whatever, but they're going to, those are people on TV. Yeah. Because you ain't going to bump into them and fucking, you know, you think, you think when you come to oh. LA, oh, we'll just walk around the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We're going to see somebody. Nope. Yeah. You ain't going to see nobody. Yeah. All right. So you want to see somebody because you have to have a story, right? <laughs> you got to bring a story back to fucking Saskatchewan that you <laughs> saw Crystalia yep. or yeah. Joe Rogan, right? You need yep. a story. Well, yeah. it, it, you can't fabricate that story. So you go to, you know, you go to the comedy store and you can <laughs> see it. Is. So there are a couple places here that cater to the tourists, but in New York, in general it's a very touristy i find in my in my opinion to be pretty touristy at least at the stand-up clubs mm -hmm. you know i was always doing shows at broadway you know it's just like i'm like these people are so tourist i just don't like for me in my act i don't like it i don't like it and that's why it kind of stands out in now why mind. don't you like it <clears throat> i don't like it because my material is um a little smarter i think yeah and a little edgier and they're not they're not always so on board with it. Yeah. They're not. They don't always get what I'm talking about. The, the point that I'm trying to make. It's like, you know, I'd have to really slow it down and rewrite the joke and really spell it out for them, like a child. In some cases, I hate to insult the, you know, Arkansas <laughs> citizens, but Jesus Christ, man, fucking, you know, <laughs> pop some ginkgo biloba, yeah. do something with your fucking brains, you know, like get it together. Yeah. So like, I find it's a struggle for me. So I have I have certain bits that I can do to get a laugh, no matter who the fuck is there. Like, right. you need children. Like, but I don't like doing that stuff all the every night. You know what I mean? I want to move on and develop as an artist. I want to do what I think, what I want to see. The comics that I like, that I like, I want to do stuff like like they do. And and so, for me, those kinds of um, crowds are a mess. Like, like to right. the fucking you know, I was just at a casino. It's like that casino crowds, man. It's just like these people are just. Go, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I—I'll say I have a—I have a tremendous amount of respect for stand-up comedians. I—I've tried it. I've done it. I find the joke writing process to be really challenging, and I think it's one of the probably one of the most bravest art forms. And and the reason is is because you're putting yourself out on display. You're putting your jokes out, which probably the first time you're telling them are shit. Yeah. You're putting those out on display, and the only way for you to know whether they're good or not is to actually take them into a crowd and put them up on That's stage. True. There's no other way to know. There's, There's no, no other, way, other to way to know. Yeah. I mean, it, with mu music, you you have other people in the room with you that you're writing the songs with. You can you can tell. You can say, yeah, you know what? And you got well, how you many? You certainly know like a structure when when you've seen it, and you know that exactly. Okay, let's add a bridge. Mm -hmm. All right, this seems done. Two. Chorus times two, we out. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
not only that, you can, so the structure, you know, you know, sometimes with a joke, joke, you don't know if the structure is even correct right? until you try it out. And then a song also, you can fucking email the MP3 to a hundred of your musician exactly. friends or whoever. And you get feedback. Put, and get immediate feedback. That's something, oh, let me take your song with me into nature and listen to it. That's how I, if you sent me a song, but that's how I would do it. I would take it into nature and give you, that's where I listen to my friend's music and give them feedback. Nice. So you could take it with yourself and listen to it whenever you want. Stand up. You have to be at the live show. It's I can't record it. Hey, I want to send everybody this joke and then talking to my phone. So guys, and then, and then email that to them. They're going to be like, this is the dumbest thing ever. The fuck like, are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Are you out of, did you lose your mind? Yeah. How many fucking weed gummies did you eat? 40 milligrams worth? You maniac. And so it's, like, so, it's so dependent upon the crowd and the audience. Yeah. It, I, I have a lot of respect for that. So, what what do you think is the most challenging part about writing jokes and and how are you writing them on paper are you are you practicing them at home before you go do you have your set practiced in your head are you or are you a more work off the crowd kind of a comic there's a lot there's a lot to unpack here yeah. okay uh so i'm certainly not someone who will just go on stage without anything prepared i would yeah. never do that um i don't think people realize how much comedians really prepare I don't yeah. think they really yeah. understand how much you prepare and, and practice In it. In fact, there are some comics that are so good at seeming unprepared oh. that you would be so surprised to find out how prepared they were. So yeah. true. And that's yeah. when they're really, yeah. I think that's when they're, they're I approached they're a buddy in... of mine the, uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I saw him somewhere. We were on the same show together and his set seemed so off the cuff and improv. I, I pulled him over after. I was like, how much was that was written? He's like, all of it. Like, hats off to you, man. That was fucking incredible. I was totally pulled into the, that's cool. That this was a, a gimmick. That this was happening yeah, in yeah. real time right, right now. Right. He had talked to a couple of audience members, but it was all set up. He had all kind of worked it out already. You know. And, That's imp- to me that is so impressive. So because you feel like you're you're living in the moment with the comic as an audience member. Yeah. And they're creating that fucking moment. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. I just think younger comics think that uh, you know, they see comics like Louis and yeah. they think that you can just you can just go wing it because it looks like it's winging. It looks like he's just going off the cuff. It looks like he's just talking and, you know, he'll even sputter around a little bit. Like watch Doug Stanhope, same shit. And he's sputtering around, trying to find, nah, you're fucking, nah. And, but all of this stuff has been tried before. You know, by the time you see it on a Netflix special, it's been worked on. It's been done yeah, like yeah, that yeah. so many times. So it looks like it's live in the moment. But these people that are working at it, young comics think that they can just get up there and do that. Young comics need to know, you know, uh, that. You know, this, this is something you have to work at. You have to work at it. You know, you should always be prepared when you're going up. I know several young people that say, oh, I could do that. Who think that they could just pick up a guitar or drumsticks and just be like, yeah, how, how come I can't do it? Like you can, dude, I've got fucking 40 years of sitting there fucking sucking. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. At least they picked up the drumsticks though, instead of just buying a little keyboard and computer. This is true. You know what? true. Fuck the 40 years of the drums. (laughs) Boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, chick. Who wants to hear my loop? Yeah. I'm That's looping so, today. We've, we've actually true. talked about that on, on a so, previous podcast. So, about. so true. So that, so much to unpack, though. Yeah. Uh, with, is this stuff that your listeners are into? I mean, Ab- uh, well, don't uh, even, don't worry about that. Like what my writing process is. is I would just, like to know it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious because when I did it, uh, when I did it, I wrote the jokes, I wrote yeah. them out. Um, I, I 
we've the one really good show that I had the last one that I did, which was to me, I felt successful. I was practicing it in the garage before, uh, like hours before, right before I would went over the set and went over the set and went over the set. And I, I really did try to rehearse it as best as I can. Is that something that you do? Um, so I don't like to, I don't like to rehearse like that. Like, uh, what I'll do is, well, let's say I'm developing a joke. I have an idea for something. I'll have, um, and it's usually something that came out of a conversation. A lot of my jokes come out of conversations that I've had with somebody. Because something will happen to me in the moment and it'll pull out a response or it'll pull out my point of view. And I didn't realize I had my, that point of view. Or I didn't realize that point of view was funny or that point of view was unique. You know, like, I don't know, we're talking about fucking peacocks. Maybe I have some opinion about the way they, like, these fucking pe- You ever see them walk? Fucking ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> it, you know what I mean? And then I, I might say something that's like, this is a bad example, right? But, like, I may say something to a couple of friends about peacocks or insert fucking rando, you know, topic. Yeah. That got a laugh. That's the first indicator. I'm like, it got a laugh. But then, you know, you can't always count on that because these are your friends. They laugh at everything, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So, so my criteria it made them laugh. All right. How unique is this point of view? Do you, are there people talking about the peacock shit? I don't know. Probably not. So pretty unique. Okay. Then I might roll with it. Then at that point, I might think, all right, this might be, this might be something to explore. And then from there, kind of take the idea down. And um, a lot of times, I'll just, I'll just speak it into my phone. You know, mm. Speak like, what, what do I think about this topic? Like, well, well this is what's going on. It, they suck. What's, what's the point of the joke? Is it peacocks or annoying? Okay. All right. Not a lot of people have that opinion that peacocks are annoying. And if they do, they usually shut the fuck up about it because it's a weird thing to say to somebody in public. Like, why would you express that? Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> so all of this could be funny, right? So I think peacocks are annoying. Boom. That's the thesis. All my jokes have a that's thesis. See? And then you, and a lot of them are grievances for me. A lot of jokes are grievances for me. So this is my grievance. Pe- peacocks are stupid. And here's why. And then, and then I treat it like a, like kind of like a, like a geometry, like a proof. Like now, I'm gonna prove to the crowd that that peacocks are really dumb and that you shouldn't you shouldn't come close to one. And this is how I'm gonna do it. And, and but I'll, but I'll think it out. I'll write down shit on on paper, like some notes. These are ideas. I might have like three or four little things. But then I'll just take it from there and just try and I won't remember it verbatim because I don't know if this shit's gonna work yet. That's uh-huh. why I sit down and remember all my lines if for a scene that ain't gonna be shot ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need to remember this yet. I don't even wanna. You know how memory works, right? And you could, you could, you could imprint something a certain way, and then it may be hard for me to undo it later if the joke changes. So I don't want to. In the beginning of the joke, I don't want to remember anything verbatim. I just want to be like, okay, I want to say the peacocks are this. I want to say that I I ran into one once and this happened, and then I want to say I want to talk about how my fucking girlfriend wants to buy one for the house, and I'm like, no, bitch. <laughs> and then. So maybe those are the three things I want to say. Yeah. So I'll just remember those are the three things I want to yeah. say, and I'll get up there and I'll just improv that with the crowd. And I record it. I'll just talk about those things. And maybe points I want to hit. I'm like, I want to end on this because it's a funny word. Bam. I want to end on this point. But this is what I'm going to do. And I'll riff through it. And then if shit's going so well, good. sometimes sometimes what happens is when the joke is going well. And those things, three things have worked that I just said. Maybe I'll just improv a fourth. Improv yeah. a fifth. I'll try a sixth. I'll just go. I'll throw this and that until the laughter just starts to peter out. And then I know, okay, you guys are done with this. You know, I've kind of pulled what I thought was funny out of it. But then that's just the first stage. Then you go, you listen to it. What worked? Keep that. What didn't work? Throw that away. Or maybe if I like it a lot, change it. Try it again. Um, and then now you have something. Okay, I'm going to say these, those two things out of the three work. Keep those. Let's do it again. I'm going to add a new one. I'm going to do these two things that worked. I'm going to add a new one. I'm going to say that peacocks 
give amazing head. <laughs> Fucking weird, right? Who would know that? Who would ever expect that? No one's going to see that coming. But they may not believe me that I got head from a peacock. It looks like it hurts, actually, to get head from a peacock. Like, that beak looks very sharp and shit. But they're beautiful. So, like, why wouldn't you want to get head from something so beautiful in nature? So, like, maybe that's the point I'm making. Bam. So now I add that one. And let's see if that works. Oh, it, it didn't work. Okay, throw it away. We tried again, but I still kept the first two. Still got the two. And this is how it goes over. And this is why that's you need so a lot awesome. of stage time to develop just one joke. You need it because you got to do that. That gotta... that is exactly what I wanted from you, right there. Yeah, yeah. Because I that to me, I I think a com comic's brain is an interesting mechanism. The way that you the way that you just illustrated that whole thing to me is incredibly impressive. Because I've often thought, okay, because as as in the, in the attempt to do stand up comedy, I'm like, okay. The best thing to do is as you're in conversation, that's funny. You just said it. That's funny. Now, how do I make that a fucking joke though? Because mm -hmm. it happened in conversation. Maybe you just said one little witty yeah. line yep. and everybody ripped. That's right. But how do you turn that moment that that you can't really, you can't retell that story verbatim. Correct. It's going to be boring as shit. How do you Plus turn also, that into a joke? Also, there's always a context in which that emerged. Exactly. But on the stage, you have to there create the context. Exactly. exactly. Like when I walk on stage, we're not all already talking about our favorite farm animals. You know, I got to like... <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what I think of peacocks comes out of the fucking blue. Like I gotta set that up. So the great. context. Whereas when it, I got the laugh with my friends, there was a context there. Exactly. We were talking about. We were talking about, we were talking about parrots or whatever. Mm -hmm. The oh, they went to the San Diego Zoo. Whatever the context was, it came out like that. Um, so you have to also create the context, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, good, man. But that's, that's just it. that's no, just but, my process. So you don't you Every, don't do any like like substantial rehearsal you've got your like your bullet points yes yes the the like an outline yeah 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 wow. i can't i don't need to i just my rehearsal is to remember that outline for the most yeah, part yeah that's great and then to remember the other ones i'm going to try after that or mm -hmm. before that like just remembering an outline and a structure before i go like a like a set list yeah like i just got to remember a set list but, and you may have a set list for yourself and there's two new songs in there and you may just put the fucking key that it's in or whatever, or mm -hmm, like little notes mm -hmm. for you as a guitarist mm -hmm. to like, you know, and the drummers have cheat notes as well. They may yep. have that. They may have a set list, but then the two new songs, they may put their little cheat thing on there. So that's, but I'll I remember that yeah. for myself when I go on. Yeah. And that's to me shows, shows, uh, com comfortability on stage because, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Oh, dude, you got if it's bombing and you're not comfortable, you, you will free you'll freeze yes. and you'll start panicking and you'll start forgetting and then all the the plan goes out the window you nailed it you nailed it that's really something so um that's why the bombing you have to get the bombing right away if you want to be successful at this you have to get on stage and just suck just fall apart <laughs> yeah again and again so that you can handle the following mm -hmm. falling apart because there, i'm gonna do new jokes and parts of those jokes or if not the whole fucking thing ain't gonna work and I can't lose my shit. I have to remember. I'll even rem I'll even push through it because maybe the ending's okay. I don't fucking know. But I got to finish the peacock bit. They didn't like the <laughs> intro. They didn't like my first two opinions on it. But maybe they like the peacock, peacock blowjob part. So let me just get to that. Don't lose your shit. Get to the end. And then also remember the jokes after that as well. Because you're going to be in a different state than you were when you began. You're a little thrown. Yeah. And that can affect your memory. Does that still happen to you? So very rarely does it happen to me now. Thankfully, but I've been doing it for a long, long time. It got, it took me a long time to get here. A yeah. long time, a long time of bombing, you know? And yeah, that's a, that's a complex brain. It really is. Because I'm it, telling you, you have an inner monologue. Sure. Sure. Inner monologue. Yeah. Going, Don't fuck this up, dude. Push. You yeah. can do it. You can do it. And then you got to fucking still repeat your still. joke. Yes. And make it work.
Yeah. And, I get, and, yeah. and deliver it a way that it's going to fucking yeah. go, hey, that that was good. I recovered. There's I recovered like a, from that one. There's like another mind going on at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. That's fucking incredible. You're performing, right? But then you're also watching yourself yeah. and trying to take in data. Yeah. Um, you're trying to take in the data response of like what you're doing. Is it working? Mm-hmm. What do I need to change? Those people in the corner, they're not fucking loving me. All right, right. maybe I got to say something to them. Oh. Do they speak English? I'm wondering. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's yeah. why I think comedians so, are sometimes, do they speak gotta, English and I, to me? And I still got to deliver my lines and not fucking lose it. And I've even done things where I'm like, um, that didn't go well at all. Uh, this is my uh, inner monologue. That didn't go well at all. Do they think, I probably look nervous right now. Do they think, do they think I'm nervous? Uh, and then we, I'm going to raise my hand up and see if it's shaking. <laughs> in the middle of my joke, I just kind of put my hand up for myself to kind of look, look. <laughs> gauge your As level I, of nervousness. Like I just like I reached to get a, my drink, but mm-hmm. I gave myself a little. Let me see. Oh, I'm shaking a little. Okay, Jesus, ain't good. Okay, maybe just put the hand in the pocket. Then after I do this, okay, boom. This is all my monologue. Put the hand in the pockets because I'm shaking a little uh, bit. Let's get him on the next joke and just turn yeah. the ship around. You yep. know what I mean? That, I've had moments like that, which is a weird thing to put yourself through. Yeah, I'd imagine it's like I don't fucking know. I mean, MMA fighters and shit, people that push themselves to the ed- edge of like an adrenaline yeah. situation, a performance situation, probably have the similar experiences. It's, it's It, it right? has to be similar, but I don't think people have enough enough respect for uh, what a stand-up comedy, stand-up comic does on stage. It, it's, and all the things I've done on stage, it's one of the scariest, th- and, all, and, anything, and all the things I've done in life, let me just say, it's one of the scariest things I've ever done. In terms of nerves, in terms of feeling just, oh, thinking about it the day before and getting nerves. Thinking about it the day before and thinking I'm going to have to take a shit right now because mm-hmm. I'm so nervous about it. And then leading all the way up to the moment where I actually do it. Oh, And take dude. that shit on stage as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit yeah, on yeah. Stage. You know how that is. Because Bake it. Especially if it's your first Love performance. Yeah. And then you're in a monologue. Is, oh, is it running down my leg right now? Can they, <laughs> can they see it? Let me lift my leg a little bit. Oh, it's it's running out. It's on my sock. Oh fuck! They can see it. They can see it. Let me just shimmy it up. Let me just, what if I if I cross my legs while standing? That's weird. Yeah. Got to cover up the shit though. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's a super scary thing, uh, and I but I find it's really good for you uh, as a as a human being to to go through it because uh, if you can experience that, you can kind of experience most things. Like I don't really get scared of much anymore. Like you know, I've since I've been doing stand up, I've gotten in more fist fights because I'm just not. This ain't like, I'm not looking, I'm, I'm selling stand-up. Because you'll be in more fights. And you won't be afraid to tell a bouncer that his tries are small. Mommy, he said. <laughs> but you're probably not afraid of auditions. So, But like auditions that. as well? Not afraid of auditions? Yeah. And oh, that's some, easy peasy auditions. That's what I'm, you know, yeah. if, if you can, and, and I think you can even coach yourself. You're, go, yeah. you're about to go to an audition. Maybe you yeah. think, oh, I'm a little nervous about this. Wait yeah. a minute, motherfucker. I've been on stage. Yeah. I can do this. So for me, okay, so if I could like narrow it down, like here's what it is. I'm not afraid of people anymore. People, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not afraid of any person. Any people do not fucking scare me. I've been humiliated in front of hundreds of people. I've been. I bombed so bad, so bad. I was booed off stage by, I mean, there was so many people there. Fucking, you know, your microphone's being pulled because someone on the thing on the side's trying to signal you to get the fuck off. You know, you ever ever tell it, you're telling Jordan something like, what the fuck? (laughs) Someone over there is like, good. Fucking exit stage They're like, oh, I got to wrap this up, guys. (laughs) As if they couldn't tell. My mic went, (laughs) like fucking, you know, it's like I'm being pulled off, you know, uh, and and then escorted. Here's your check. You have to leave the premises right now. We got to, there's someone right there taking you. I I was escorted off an island, a fucking island. I was escorted off the island. They did not want me on the island. Like humiliated and rejected, like fucking, and then sent to Elba, like Napoleon, (laughs) like fucking rejected from the community. Like that kind of feeling. 
from large groups of people. Now, what are you going to do? Two of you? Like, are you kidding me? I'm not yeah, going to feel right. comfortable talking to being with two people. After something like that, though, why'd you get back up on that stage? Were all the other good shows enough for that one? Or what was it? I mean, and how, how many years was it where you had few and far between that were actually good? And, and what kept you pushing through those bad, those bad moments to, to be, become the comic that you are now? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, answer yeah, yeah, multi-layered. Yeah, I yeah, ask multi-layered like, questions. <laughs> your questions are phenomenal. <laughs> uh, let me see. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what pushes you through the hard shit? Okay. Yeah. So, what pushes me through the hard shit now? Yeah. Or what pushed me through then? Yeah. That, that, so then, then because because yeah, that's hard. If you don't have enough, uh, I've said this a lot. If you don't have enough love for something, then you're not yeah. going to be willing to embrace the sucky part of it. Yeah. You're not going to be willing to embrace it. So, yeah. what was the love? What was the nectar in it that kept you doing it? Even though you were bombing and you got pushed <clears throat> off an island, and I guess um, I'm somebody who um, loves to make points and loves to loves to tell stories and mm. loves to uh, share themselves in their life and nice. my point of view. Um, you know, like when we came, when I first came in here, you're like from Lancaster, and I told you, I go, yeah, let me tell you something about Lancaster. <laughs> You know why every boyfriend has to go to Lancaster? You're like, no, I have no idea. Because every fucking chick in LA has to take their boyfriend to the poppies. See the poppies. To the poppy field. Let's go. I got to get a selfie in front of the poppies. So yeah. That, and yeah, so that's a, I'm always pushing my point of view like that on people. I do that with strangers in public. I do it at parties. Sometimes it goes horribly wrong, horribly right. wrong, especially right. if I don't know my crowd. You know, I've been too edgy. I swore too much. I might have been dirty and like, mm -hmm. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I feel so compelled to tell to speak like that, to express my point of view to people. It's just something that's in me. I don't know why. I think it's the Irish part of me or something. Big time storyteller, you know, and I'm always, Racking I tour. always want to speak yeah. to, I love speaking in front of crowds. I love it. I love karaoke. Give me a microphone. I love being on a microphone. All these things kept me going through that. And in addition to that, I like to also make people think. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's something about me. I'm a little bit of an anarchist and I like make I like making people think about things they've never thought before, whether it's about religion or sexuality. Mm -hmm. I love making people kind of think and question their their own reality tunnel and point of view. I kind of dig that as well. I get off on that. So the stand up gives you a, a platform to do all of that. Yeah. I think stand up does it in a way that's better than every every other way of doing it. I agree. I, I, because it comes in through a back door of comedy. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it moves people. In fact, you know, we're, we're going through a weird time when you can't say anything, it feels like anymore. If you're, if you're someone that speaks and I'm, I'm a podcaster and I, you know, I'm constantly putting my voice on air and having, voicing my opinions. Same as you, you do stand up. Plus you also have your own podcast, which we'll get to in a little bit. But comedy is, is trying to get the voice back. And, and a couple of the, the shows that have come out on Netflix with Chappelle and Bill Burr, the, the, you know, the comedy's trying to, trying to take, take some, some of it back a little bit. They're trying to say, Hey, no, we're, we should be able to say what we want. And I love that because it's hidden, the point is hidden in a joke that the point's taken, but we're also able to laugh at our humanness. That's why I think comedy is one of the premier mm. art forms, in in my opinion. And um, do you experience the the sort of on your own podcasts the the pressure to absolutely to, to sort of no you're walk along a guideline when it comes to topics. Or absolutely. Like, have you ever found yourself not expressing your true opinion because I of have. such things? I have. Yeah. Really? I have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, there's podcasts I listen to that are hosted by people of another ethnicity, and they virtually say whatever they want, virtually. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and some of it's shot at, at my ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And me, I have to stay in my lane as a, as a, as a, a white male. You know, you just have to, you, you know, your place as a white male and, and I'm not, I'm not one of those that's going to, we're not going to go back into history and go through the reasons why people are allowed to say what they're allowed to say and why white males are now where we are. Mm -hmm. I don't care about all that. I'm just living in this moment right now. And in this moment, it kind of sucks. You're not able to just make jokes about being human and none of it comes from a malicious place for me. I'm not being malicious. My intentions are good. I'm just want to laugh and make connection with sure. other people. Yeah. There's and, a, there's a bit of a. There's a bit of a situation though where you have language police that only absolutely they, they take things out of context and they what only, do you do about they that? only look at the, your the spoken word rather than absolutely. the emotion intention. or intention behind it right. and when you take things out of context it's very easy to do that super easy yeah and then when you spread it with social media in tiny bites like we tend to do people are not getting the context they're not they're only getting the words they don't know what happened behind it and a lot of them don't give a fuck they'll make a judgment just based on that now next thing you know you get an avalanche of people who are just we'll shut you down. Raging we'll shut you, you down. Yeah. We'll shut you down. Whatever it is that you're doing, we're fortunate enough. I mean, you could. I mean, we're not. I mean, we're not killing it with the podcast. We don't have like <laughs> millions and millions of people. We can take a little risk right now, but there could be a time when the, you know that we make it like big with the podcast. Let's say, and then they go back and listen to our older episodes and then do it again to you. Does oh, that, that we've seen that. Ha we've seen but that happen from from some uh, uh, some celebrity status folks said back in 2009 made some sort of ten comment years. 10 years ago and it gets brought up well look when at they're kevin in the, hart when, when they're kevin in the, yeah exactly look at kevin hart um and and i'll even say this uh we had a guest on our on this podcast and we we haven't aired it yet because it has to go through a publicist Oh, Lauren. We yeah, haven't yeah. aired, aired so it yet. So the publicist has to take a listen to make sure no poopy words were said no. or anything. Yeah, there, there's was... there's things that are uh, like related. To, she she made some comments that put words in the mouth of one of her actors and not allowed to do that. Oh, I see. Okay. So like I, I, I would go, uh, yeah, Jonesy sat right there and he goes. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. So when you no, get. No, no, no. You can't do that. You can't do that when you get candidness uh, from a. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You you can't, yeah. and it's weird. It's a it's a weird industry that we're in a little bit. So you yeah. got to be you got to be cautious with that stuff. You don't want people to put words in other people's mouths or say things that might hurt, you know, a movie that they're releasing or something like that. We want mm -hmm. them to be successful. So we'll, we'll, we'll play within those rules. And I don't mind playing within those guidelines because much like you, I'm sure, uh, it's a it's like okay, so this is my playing field. Let me see how much how much I can. I'm going to fucking change the it. Edge. I'm going to change it. Yeah. And change it, but also how can, how can I play in this play? Because you still can play there. You can't mm -hmm. say, oh, they're shutting me down. You can still play there. You can still play there and get a point across yeah. without having it be an overwhelmingly offensively yeah. thing to say. <clears throat> I, I enjoy um, pushing buttons in my stand-up act. Yeah, I, do you find... Now, so the question to you, how <clears throat> how's it been for you as a stand-up comedian dealing with the new so, territory that we live in? Uh, or do you just not um, care? So this, the things that I'm not supposed to really talk about, I'm sort of okay with not talking about those things. Like, I don't really. Yeah. I, I'm not really a race guy. I have no, sure. I, have, I really have no interest in talking about yeah. race to me. It's so been done. Right. You know. Agree. Like, I don't, I don't talk politics either. I'm, everybody else is doing it right now. It's been, ever since, you know, Trump has been in office, this is all, a lot of comics are talking about. I have no desire to talk about right. that. 
but I I do like to f- fuck with our cultural uh, you know mores. I heard one of your jokes <laughs> on uh, on Instagram. I do a joke. Uh, I do a joke about exploring the 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 uh, the joys of trying meth. You know, right. <laughs> I do a bit about why there's nothing wrong with dating a woman with a penis. I don't <laughs> yeah, see that's a the joke I'm talking it. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm actually, com- <clears throat> I do a bit about why Amber Alerts are stupid. And, you know, these are things that are kind of like edgy and, the, and, but, you know, it's a struggle for me to get all crowds to listen. I mean, to accept this and laugh at it. That's been a struggle for me. I, it, it works for certain niche crowds. Sure. Smarter people can get, get a lot of what I'm getting across and will and we'll 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 get on board with some of these things but it hasn't been able to i haven't been able to you know make it vastly acceptable but that's i like that cuz in my growth as an artist uh this is all part of it uh, this is a big challenge for me i mean you you begin your stand up career with i just want to get get up there do 5 minutes and not piss my pants and get off and survive yeah, and that's right. what you do you don't even think about it. you you think you're going to get last but that's not happening you just get up and get off and and then check yourself. Okay, I did. I, that was awful, but wow, I lived. I fucking lived. I lived. You know, yeah. so then you do, you go, okay, all right, that, that happened. Okay, I could do it again. Okay, I, li- I lived again. Oh my God, I lived yeah. again. They didn't carry me off and boil me and eat my entrails. Uh, and then you go, and then you go, oh, let me get, let me get up there and get some laughs. Oh, I got one. I got two. I got, and you got, and then you learn, get up there, get laughs, get off, get up there, get laughs, and you'll say anything to get a laugh, anything. This is this is be called this is called before finding your voice, right? You'll yeah. just say whatever gets a laugh and get the fuck off, and now that's your new experience. Yeah, and then you start expressing your point of view a little bit here, a little bit more, talking about your life more, and you're opening up. You go deeper and deeper. What secrets can I tell? What crazy unique points of view that none of my fucking family agrees with mm-hmm. that I'm gonna try and push on to the public and see if they agree with it. Let me, you don't agree with it? Let me convince you why Amber Alerts are fucking stupid. Let me, you know what I mean? Like, let's take that challenge on. And the more deeper you and more specific you get with these things you wanna talk about and is more fucking bent your point of view is, you know, just watch Doug Stanhope. I mean, watch his shit. The motherfucker is bent, all right? And he tries to convince the people that his point of view is actually okay. And the more specific you get and the more challenging it the more challenging it gets, the more specific you get over the years and that's where I'm going. So it to me it keeps me going. You know, I'm not I'm I'm not satisfied just oh, let me just get a laugh. I know how to get a laugh. I can get a laugh. But can I get you to laugh at why it's fucking fine to try meth? Can I get you to laugh at that? Like <laughs> let's try that. That's challenging to me. That's that's fun to me. And I'm at the point now with these kinds of bits like I'm kind of exploring these bits and I'm, and they're working to a certain degree, but I know there's space for me to go. I'm growing. I can see myself that's getting cool. better and I'm never satisfied. Never satisfied and I keep going with it. I have a question about something that you brought up earlier about when you're like driving your jokes home and like the smarter people will kind of get mm-hmm. you know what you're what you're pushing across if you were to go on tour would you adjust your bit for what part of the country you're in yeah i'd have to yeah um sometimes i'll drop the bit altogether and just because i have a lot of material so my older material uh before i got edgy and more specific mm-hmm. It's kind of a more general stuff, right. and it can fly with most audiences. Yeah, I'll just kind of transition and do a lot of that stuff, and then some of the new stuff that I still want to do, I'll find ways where I can tweak it to still make it understandable and acceptable. Right. Um, and then there are you know there's certain, but there's certain bits I'll have to totally eliminate because of even if like if I'm in the region of a country that where they may not be open to like 
like it's hard it's a hard sell if you go to even Nevada. Yeah. I go to Nevada uh in the desert there or whatever someplace and I'm trying to sell a bit on why it's okay to date a woman with a penis. They they're not gonna they might not be on board at all right. just because of the, yeah the, you know what I'm saying like I have to do some do some other stuff. Thankfully, I have a lot of material because I've just been doing it so long. Yeah. I don't like to do that. It fucking. But then again, I always have to convince myself. I said, look, I'm getting paid. Some this ain't always gonna be fun. Sometimes it's work. It's gonna feel like work. Right, right now, right. it feels like work. Yeah. I don't want to do these lines. I don't want to fucking sing and dance tonight on on in this. You know, with this material, but I have to do it. I have to deliver. I'm being paid. Yeah. You know, so on your podcast, which you have a, a great podcast called Weird AF News, right? And it, you, you're pretty much daily. You're doing Monday through Friday. Am I correct? I do, on that? Yeah. I do Monday through Friday. And they're shorter, which is kind of nice. They're yeah. easy to digest and it's weird news. And you do yeah. a Florida Friday. So you have weird <laughs> stuff out yeah, of Florida yeah. so, because it's always weird man, in Florida. Out of Florida. Sure. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. What is going yeah. on in Florida? It's I don't understand control. that. Yeah. I do three weird news stories every day. And on Fridays, mm-hmm. I just do weird news out of Florida. All right. Day. So you do you push the envelope on your podcast a little bit more? Do you feel like there's more freedom to do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do push it a little bit more than I do in the standup. Now, but you yeah. keep it pretty clean. I mean, you you so, you don't I, cuss. I, I was so to, surprised. I was like, I is this to, is he a clean oh, comic? Man, what, I had to really try at that. That was one area where <laughs> I had to put in some effort. Was yeah. not swearing so much. I still say shit and asshole, but where I'm from, you know. You know, Boston, New York, the yeah. F word is a thing. Yeah. I mean, I just see that's the it. F word so much. It's just such a part of my, it's part of my outfit. And I like, that's how, in fact, that's how I find other East Coasters. I'm like, I hear someone going, fuck <laughs> this fucking place. I can't fucking park. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah you, yeah. one of me. <laughs> Come here, bring it in. I fucking love you. I want to get to fucking know you. Let's fucking hang out. Uh, yes, I had to make an effort to not drop the f bombs on there. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you noticed. I, yeah, I noticed right been, away. Like the fucking work it took for me to do that. Like, I'm like, that's one of the, I'm like, good job, man. Good job, man. I go you know, 20 minutes to 25 minutes a day, and I don't drop the f bomb. Those are the only 25 minutes a day that I don't say the f word. My whole day, every day, is that podcast. Like seriously, I even drop. If I go to church, I'm still dropping f bombs. You know what I'm saying? I'll drop an f bomb at an audition or in an interview, but like that podcast, I really I keep it together. Yeah, we 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 met you. We downloaded your podcast. We listened on the way home because we have a, d- a pretty substantial drive, even though your podcast is short. And you got a nice speaker system in your in your F one fifty. I heard that, that's great. true. That's true. You got a detachable face. Fucking no, not not that CD it's, place. It's not quite. That <laughs> do you remember good. those? Jeez, <laughs> I do. So nineteen ninety five. Detachable face. You take it. Put it, in your, put it in your your man purse. <laughs> yeah, you put it in your man purse. I had a fanny pack just for my, my detachable. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. That's hilarious. That's my wife my got bucket. that for me. So <laughs> the first thing, well, obviously it's entertaining, but I was like, he's really, he's really clean on this. I yeah, was like, clean. I was like, I wonder, you know. So then I don't know you well at yeah. that point. So I'm like, I wonder if he's clean in his standup. Boy, he's keeping it really no, no, I'm clean. Not, I'm not clean. I, I no, when I'm I, clean in my topics, but I like I don't tell dick jokes and stuff like that. Like per se, like what I, mean I, I talk, I do a joke about dating language. a woman with a penis, but I don't get nasty with it. I'm not a nasty comic. I don't talk. Well, about what I, I'm just pre- talking about profanity. Yeah, That's profanity. All I about. swear in my act, and it's a, a lot of f words, and it's it's something I need to get a hold of. I think, but like that's just how I. I'm just trying to like do the stand up exactly how I talk. 
and and keep it like that. And I'm fortunate enough with the crowds are pretty okay with it. I get I get notes sometimes depending on where I go, depending on the venue, depending on the crowd. They'll be like, "Can you please not swear?" And then I'll make that adjustment. And a lot of times it's you know it's just for again it's like for 20 minutes I can kind of just rem remind myself, mm -hmm. be in my head, check myself like I can do because I've been doing this so long. I can do my act and also edit myself and check myself and be like, "Don't don't say you're gonna the f bomb the f bomb you normally say here. Don't say that." And I'll get myself together. So that's even harder, right? If you, yeah, you've got yeah. a whole bit, you've got yeah, yeah, yeah. But damn. I mean, if you do this bit a million times, you know, it's like it's like you can do it in your sleep. You know, yeah. you can do the same expressions and it's in the same inflections because yeah. I've just done it two hundred and fifty times. You know, so I know my lines. It's like theater, man. When you do the same show every night, you can. Right. And someone yells like that's why you know someone heckles. You can still keep going. You know what I mean? Because you get that. You you can do it in your sleep. The, the the reason the big reason why the podcast I I make an attempt to be clean is um because of a technological thing, and that is smart speakers. So people are listening to this stuff on smart speakers now. What are smart speakers doing? Well, they're broadcasting you through the entire house, and this there may be some children. In the oh, house that's now. smart. So I don't um I don't need to be dropping those f bombs for for that smart for that reason. It's really I smart. am saying shit and asshole, and I apologize to the children. <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's the lesser of two evils. So you really don't want me to go buck wild like I normally do. Like, just be happy with where I'm at. You know? I love it. But uh, yeah, the smart speakers are something you have to, uh, I think, think about when you're. I'm being broadcast in homes, man. It's I don't a great need. Point. I don't need complaints. Like, you know, I don't want to ruin someone's, you know. And it might be family situation. And it makes you a little bit as a, as a, if, if you're running it like a business and you, and you, you know, anybody that's, that's trying to entertain people, you, you're trying to get it out there. You just, that's what you want. We want yeah. to be successful in our art. It's, it's, it's just the way that, that we are. And if you're, if you're a little bit more, if, if you're not cussing and you're a little more clean, then you have a wider audience potential. Yeah. Which is really smart. I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm still saying shit. I don't know if that's okay. But... I don't. I think they say shit on network TV now. I think they do say shit on network TV. I, I think it's very few, yeah. but they do it. I don't honestly, yeah. man. I if you and said I only shit, whip I my dick out it. once per show. That's and it. And I think on network TV, you can whip it out twice per show. I think it's twice. Twice. And you one in so... one side boob. And once you get one side boob one per side show. One side boob. Yeah. Oh, I need to start doing some side boob. I didn't know about the the, the new change in regulations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're yeah. gonna get tons side of boob. side boob on the next episode nice. of Weird AF News. <laughs> Perfect. Weird AF News featuring side boob. So pod For sure. podcasting world, that's the world we're living in right now. We're doing a podcast. How long have you been, pod have you been, po been podcasting? Um, so been podcasting now for over two years. Okay. Uh, it'll be three. So what is it? I think I started in July, three Julys ago or two. So almost something two like years. So almost be, three. Almost three years. So I'm would at you, like 600 episodes. What, what made you want to start a podcast and why this one? Why, why uh, weird AF news? I knew somebody who was working for a company, this podcast company, and uh, it was it's a, it's an app that allows you to make podcasts, and they wanted to get some creators on their platform that could make professional content. So they, um, he's like, "You got any ideas for a show? We'll pay. We're paying creators." It was the it was when the the app first came out. Wow, and that's no one cool. was really using it. So I sent them some. They wanted some daily. They wanted people to do it five days a week. So the the shows um, they wanted like daily type of material so mm -hmm. like you want to do daily sports do you want to do daily news do you want to do daily we're looking for you know finance news entertainment news they wanted these news and i and i tried to get the sports one because i'm a big sports fan and, yeah, really yeah yeah All right. and i was like i could talk about sports five days a week that's no fucking problem so i submitted 
to that. It turns out this guy, it was he's like, actually, I'm going to do the sports one. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's the only one I forgot to tell you. That's the only one I don't, you're not allowed to do because I'm going to do that one myself to help it get off. Because this guy's good as well. He's a smart guy and a big sports fan like me. I was like, oh, fuck. All right. We're like, well, I don't want to do entertainment news. I fucking can't stand like talking about like, you know, whatever these Hollywood idiots. Um, <laughs> news makes me real news makes me depressed. Yeah. I don't know nothing about the finance or tech world. I'm like, I'm kind of out of things here. I'm like, I'm like hey, well, how about I do weird news? He's like, weird news. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'll do a couple, two, three weird stories from around the world every day. It's weird. I like weird shit. Like, you know, yeah. I, that's something I could have fun with, you know, and it gives me a, a, a way to kind of add some jokes maybe because this shit's going to be kind of weird and funny. I could throw my point of view in there and opinion and my personality could come through in these weird shows. Sure. And so gave me this gig, came up with a name, Weird AF News. So I was one of the first professional content creators on that platform. Does it still exist? It does. It's called Anchor. Uh, okay, I've heard yeah, of Anchor. Yeah, Anchor. Okay, got yeah. it. Uh, they were bought by Spotify yeah. uh, last year or the beginning of this year. Uh, yeah, they're pretty, it worked out. Um, I was getting paid every month to just put this content out. They had no ads, nothing. They're just paying, they were paying professionals to be on the platform to do content every day. And and uh, and, I, and I did it, you know, every day, every day. And, and, and are so, they still paying you? No, it came to a point where they said, <laughs> well, then I saw the, the app got popular and, um, content producers way more popular than me started coming on the platform voluntarily people like gary vaynerchuk like that started mm -hmm. using it mm -hmm. and so they didn't need to pay us professionals anymore people were coming on and putting their content so on you did you did so they your said, part for them i did and then they said you can still have your show if you'd like and uh we're not going to pay you but we'll still promote you put you on the home page and you can run with it if you if it's something that you want to do and i thought about it over a weekend and I'm like, well, that money's going to go away. But by then, this was like eight months in, I had been receiving so much feedback from fans of it. It was getting, it was one of the most popular shows on the, on the of all of the daily ones. People were really getting into mine quite a bit. Um, had a lot more followers than the other shows. And the emails were coming in. I put a phone number out there, a Google phone number for people to call. People were calling in all the time. I had created something that was getting a Hard response. Hard to stop it now. Yeah. In fact, of, of anything that I had ever done, you know, and I've played music and I've shot videos and I've acted in TV shows and I've done stand-up and I've made YouTube videos and Twitter and, I, you know, I've tried, you know, funny blogs on Medium. Like, I've tried all these platforms and I've tried to put out all sorts of different content, funny songs, serious songs. You know, jokes, whatever the fuck, jo written jokes, audio jokes, yeah. video. I mean, everything I've tried to put out there. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that ever got real traction and real, like, response was this stupid little fucking podcast Crazy. about weird news that I was doing. Like, it's the only <laughs> thing that ever, no one's ever sent me an email. Your stand-up comedy act just gets me through the day on my commute. <laughs> like, I can't, like, just listening to you to talk about your nut allergy on the way to my job <laughs> at the dock just really, it lets me get through that. You know, I've had people tell me the shit that they got through by listening to me. Like, that is fucking so their cool. dead family member and, like, like, you know, people sending me, like, I'm, I've just lost my leg and my hand from diabetes. Here's, you didn't need to send me the photo, but they sent it to me. <laughs> 
update, but like, I just want you to know that I listen to you every day and you bring me some joy in this tough time that I'm going through. Like that shit, fucking, I cried, I yeah, cried, yeah. you know what I mean? That I've is never, so cool, I love that. My, n- nothing I've ever done ever got the response like this. So because of that, I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm all in and I can't, I mean, people love it and it's touching people and it's affecting people and it's bringing joy it's angering some people as well but <laughs> of course but naturally, that's how, isn't that how you know you've uh, done something right because uh, you're going to get people that hate there's always going to be haters yes sure there you, is you're going to some people some very successful people have more haters than than many of us have followers yeah so like right? think about the bill <clears throat> the bill bear monday morning podcast which i listened to this morning because i just um I just kind of will listen to these podcasts occasionally just to kind of check in, you know, yeah, see. right? Because I'm, I'm like, is Bill still? I haven't listened to it in a while, and when you get to the level that he gets, I'm like, is he still being himself on the podcast? Because I listened in the beginning, I, I listened to it years ago, and I haven't listened to it in a while. And I was like, let me check in and see if he's still, he is still saying crazy shit unfiltered on there. Because when you get to a certain level, you can be taken down by the crazy th- shit you say, right? Yep. Your career can be affected. So I'm like, is he still doing? Absolutely. He's still Bill Burr. And he's still doing a podcast that I think, and I always thought this, I'm like, ah, women ain't, he's pissing off women. My my wife loves Bill Burr. So there's some women that love him, but like the majority would think that he is not, you know. He's sexist. That he's sexist, right? And he was still, the episode I just watched, uh, listened to the December 12th one, he was, he was doing some making fun of women again. I'm like, oh, he's still doing that. So yeah, to your point, you are, you are going to always offend somebody you're you're just going to you you know what i mean and um how do you how do you navigate that do you embrace it or do you uh do you embrace it embrace it and be yourself you do don't you don't you read some of the some of the shitty things people say on your on your podcast oh the shitty things people say oh i always read the shitty things and the shitty reviews i get they're hilarious and i publish the phone calls that i get from angry people oh man i have fun with it you know i had a guy who owned a fucking frog farm who was pissed about something i said about fucking frogs or some shit some stupid (laughs) shit yeah, and he called into my show, and he's like, "You don't understand our industry, and like, this is hurting us, and like, and and, and you know." And then, <clears throat> and then I was like, "Okay, dude," and 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 like, I acknowledged it on the podcast. But then he called me again, and was mean, and I'm like, "I oh, will fuck you, man." So then I called, I like pranked him, <laughs> and I recorded that. And then he just got, and I kept calling him and calling him, pranking him. He's like, "You fucking asshole! <laughs> you got anything better to do than to prank a farmer and fucking?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." And I'm fucking playing this on the podcast, <laughs> and I put, put the prank call on the podcast. You know, like I embrace that stuff. It's like it's. I probably shouldn't have pranked that guy, but like I do, uh, I do welcome the feedback, and I and I put it on there, and the bad reviews and all, and the bad calls are yeah. all part of that. I read the the emails. I got. I just got some angry emails, people, because I, I talked about uh, a registered sex offender, and you know, and they were like, "You don't. You shouldn't lump all sex offenders into the same category. We don't know what this guy's a sex offender for. There's different levels. He may have only been public urinating. He may have just streaked across a college campus. You don't know." And I'm like, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm running an entertainment show. That's what I'm doing, and I'm inserting my personality. And by the way, it would take me effort, okay, to uh, do all of that. It would take me effort and foresight to 
protect the feelings of all sex registered sex offenders. And let me tell you something. I got better things to do. <laughs> My effort can go into better places than giving a fuck about the feelings of registered sex offenders. Right. And I'm sorry if I'm if I'm generalizing because some of you are registered sex offenders that that um don't probably deserve it. But it's gonna take me effort to protect your feelings. And I got I owe my grandmother a fucking phone call at this point. Okay. There's other people's feelings that I'm in the business of caring for <laughs> way before yours. So you can suck a dick, registered sex offender. Okay. Please suck an adult's dick and not a teenager's dick, which is probably what got you on that list in the first place. Nice little rant. I Sorry. like that. No, hey, hey but, but that that's where the line is, right? If you start getting to that point, I got to protect I got to protect the feelings of registered sex offenders. Then you have to start protecting the feelings of every human being who's made a choice. Yeah. And and it made a stance. So this is this is how so deep wait, it goes. Then, you, then then where are you? So You're living starts, under a rock. It started generally, it started with we were all like don't don't uh, let's protect the feelings of people with with the race, okay? Mm -hmm. Got it. Then it's like let's protect the feelings of people of certain sexual orientations. Got it. Let's now protect the feelings of people who identify as a fucking certain genders or certain organisms in nature, whatever they might be. Ooh, I feel like I'm a fucking I identify as an amoeba. Good for you. I got I can't offend you I guess and then now we got to protect and it's trickled down to every little subgroup into subgroup categories of categories that I would argue of people who are fucking devious and now I got to protect their their feelings as well you can fuck off I'm not protecting the, the feelings of registered sex offenders I'm gonna shame criminals okay as well like you can go fuck yourself as far as I'm concerned I'm not in the business of protecting all I'll do the top few that have come out I can do that but I'm not doing all these little other subgroups down there and, and there's a new one every week oh you're shaming i saw some people angry that they were shaming animals like you're shaming this porcupine oh wow <laughs> so they don't even have feelings like that like they don't even know they don't have they're not capable of grasping language they don't know what i'm talking about like um and this, uh, now i'm sounding like an insane person but you get what i'm saying like it's true though. and i don't have the energy for that okay all right i gotta protect my mother's feelings okay oh we're phone calls i haven't made phone calls to her i gotta make you know there's feelings out there that i'm on top of and it's taken me a lot of effort just to be on top of those people and those people deserve my effort at protecting their feelings these people do not right you know <laughs> and what's weird is like where do you come off like you're defending fucking register how much time do you have on your hands why don't you call your fucking grandmother instead of emailing me <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo what is wrong with you yeah oh i'm just like blown away by these people like wow take all those people put them in a room like mm, yeah yeah we need to teach them get a hobby something yeah. you know you can go out there and pick up trash but that's that, pretty helpful but that is their hobby i guess i mean is. that that's is their, that, that is their this is what's rewarding that to is them, what which they is do. so weird but i guess like whatever I want to shame them, but like I enjoy playing wiffle ball. That's pretty weird, right? I really love wiffle ball. Like people might be like, that's a weird thing to enjoy in life and get and get pleasure out of. Like, all right, okay, I get it. Okay, I get pleasure out of something, some weird sport that no one knows about. But like seriously, man, like get a get a different hobby. I'm, but right, I, I don't know how rewarding that hobby can be because you're not going to stop doing your show because they made a comment. You know, you're not going to stop being you because they made a comment. That's so, what the hope is, though. They want to change. So, yeah, everybody. I was going to ask you that. So do you is that what they you think that that's what they think is going to happen? That's what I think they want. The it's world probably to, the hope, yeah. They want the world to be. It's it's just like it's just like anybody who who 
anybody who drivers on the road, right? You drive a certain way. You expect every fucking everybody else to drive the same exact way that you do the same speed, the same merging techniques, the same, uh, the same amount of time at a stop sign. You want everybody to drive the way that you, if they, if they don't, you're, you're cursing them out. That's the, sure. that's, that's the way life is, in a nutshell is we want everybody to look at the world, the way that we do eat, the way that we do choose their sexual orientation, the way we do not, not I'm general. I'm saying that's the way those people are. There's no willingness to allow uh, room for the rest of the world to exist as they see fit. And the problem with that is the people that do this seem to also lack another tool that you really need to be effective at this and really, and that is self-awareness. Yep. Okay, you want everybody to drive like you? Well, do you do you really know how you're driving? Okay, are you driving 45 miles an hour in a 65 and you want the rest of us to do 45 in a 65 because that's where your comfort zone is, you maniac? Okay, these people don't have the self-awareness and it doesn't give them, they don't have the perspective of where they are relatively in the culture. They think like, yeah, where I'm at, that's where the boundary should be. Well, no, that's not where the boundary should be. If you take a poll from the rest of us, you'll find the boundary to be a little out here, okay? So why should we have to fucking coordinate for you? You know what I mean? That lack of self-awareness conjoined with this effort that they're putting to establish a boundary. That is unreasonable. That's not going on, you know what I mean? That self-awareness isn't there. Another reason not to listen to these fucks. Right. Can I say fuck? It's a little late. Well, I think we've said, yeah, I think it's... I think we might even reached our quota and beyond. We have someone from Boston in here. We, I get, we knew. I don't get so fired. I mean, this topic gets me really. Mm, I get really riled up about I'm this so topic. Glad we brought it up. Yeah, there. and uh, yeah, and I'd speak a little bit about it on my podcast, but not. I don't go into detail. But yeah, as a guest on here, like if this were, you know, this affects all of us. It's yeah. and it's important, and it's as what comics media are doing. creators. This is like a thing. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So. Uh, Weird AF News is it can be found anywhere yeah, on any podcatcher. Any podcatcher, and yeah. but I want to talk about your Patreon thing because you do you do that as well, and it's another stream of income for you. What do you do for Patreon that's uh, that's unique? Because you want to throw out extra contents. What you do yeah. on Patreon, you're doing extra stuff. Yeah, I do. Extra so you stuff give away your podcast basically. So the podcast is free. So this is the new yep. model, right? We're like we're right. like here's my podcast. Maybe yep. I can get some ads on there pretty cool but it's for free for the most part right? right and then let's let's do a patreon as well what if your listeners don't know what a patreon is it's like a uh it's a place where you can have a subscription it's like a subscription base right you can give a, an artist or a creator a, a couple bucks a month uh that goes towards you know a show of appreciation because you you regularly take in their content that's free and then um and then after you subscribe your donation goes through and that feels good but you also get this extra stuff or you can which is bonuses new other content that's not available on the podcast other content that you ordinarily would never be exposed to from this person made specifically for the patreon you know so, so what like are you, a little what club, are you like away? join the club uh so on on the patreon is really the only uh is where i, I do bonus episodes and uh they're they're unique in that uh it's the only time i'm with another person on the podcast so i do it five days a week alone but on the bonus episodes i'll have another comedian with me and i'll grab like 10 to 20 stories that i didn't get to the month before you'll go over them together and that's we'll go cool. over them together and we'll have a, we'll have a lot of laughs sometimes we'll smoke a joint right there drink a beer mm-hmm. it's like very laid back on that one swearing everything everything goes because i'm not publishing that you know, so on the, the general podcast. public, yeah. the general public don't get that really. So like that's so the bonus episodes. And then it's a place where I'll also uh, create video content. 
nice for that like if i'm going somewhere i'll cut up i'll cut up a i'll shoot and record cut up a video it'll be like weird af places and i'll put it up there like i just shot a video out in joshua tree at a place called christ park yeah you ever i heard saw of you place? walking around there i saw yeah. your, your instagram yeah, i post a little teaser video of it on, yeah. but the full video is like five minutes long and it's and i give a whole description of the park and i go around to like the exhibits and stuff so that and that one's only on the patreon yeah uh, so people get video uh, of me uh, doing something weird, visiting a weird place, e eating a weird food, maybe right. stuff like that. That's, That's cool. the extra Patreon stuff. I dig it. Um, yeah. So, and I try to keep that updated with two bonus episodes a month and a video each month, maybe a blog post. I put up a poll recently. Of what were your favorite? Um, what were your favorite Florida Friday weird Fort Florida Friday stories of 2019? And I put like 15 of the stories on there, titles and like let's vote on that. It's fun stuff like that. That's cool. And you know, it's always a challenge. Like you have a Patreon, so you know. Yeah. How do you uh, come up with like a unique ideas for the Patreon and get them involved and get them get them to like it? And also to get to the point where you when you tell your regular listeners about what's going on in the Patreon, they're like, Oh, I want to join, you know? Yeah. Like make it enticing. Yeah, you make it enticing. Like I thought that Florida Friday poll would be something because the Florida Friday is such a popular thing for my listeners. I thought that might get extra people to join the Patreon. Oh, this is like oh Florida Friday stuff in there. Like man, it didn't really work. But uh, <laughs> You gotta try. I'm always experimenting, like <clears throat> trying to get that trying to convert them into the Patreon is, is always a thing. I got an email list and I'll do like a bump out. Uh, an email a month not to be too annoying but now yeah, one a month with what's what's in the patreon this month that's cool and so they're hoping that they'll join you do all patreon. that you do all that yourself i do it yeah i do it all myself yep yeah i do everything for them and i'm still not doing enough like i'm always trying to do more you know i need I'm that's the thing to... that i'm really appreciative to have jason is because i wouldn't be able to do all of the things that need to be done for this show yeah if i did it by myself <clears throat> excuse me you know what i mean i'm he's doing all the the one minute clips for instagram mm, yeah and i'm gonna do the longer clips the longer five to ten minute clips yep. for youtube and stuff like that um it's, it's, it's there's it's, it's so nice have, much it's shit. nice to have a team i mean because so he's he, the booking i mean I, you're the first person i'm the first i booked you you're the only one that i've booked so far he mm -hmm. does all the booking he yeah. knows all the people he has the locations it's a team it's nice to have a team effort yeah. in that regard but it yeah. is it is it is difficult to you know maintain that stuff and continue to do content dude i leave between 7 30 and 8 in the morning <clears throat> crazy and i get home between 8 and 8 30 at night Mm -hmm. like, I don't have fucking time. From a regular full-time job. Sitting in this room, sitting mixing this movies. Room, mixing movies, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, working with people going, yeah. 12-hour okay. days. Fuck, long. Yep. Long. You ain't got time. No. Nope. Well, there's a couple things I want to say, and then we're going to wrap it up. We've got some uh, fun questions that we ask at the Ooh, end. fun questions. Yeah, yeah. They're just rapid-fire, but not really, because we don't really rapid-fire them. But uh, you were on David Letterman. You were David Letterman's son. How did you know that? I know shit. <laughs> I know shit. You threw a beer bottle against yeah. the wall and yeah i played david letterman's son um this is back in we called it? him a fatty 2011 or 12 or some yeah. shit. yeah 11 yeah yeah, yeah 2008 yeah. Actually. Oh, was it 2008 mm -hmm. yeah was that long ago shit been 10 years yeah, yeah i got to play david letterman's son in a sketch it's pretty cool now was that that was when you were living in new york obviously yeah yeah, yeah. living in new york i got that's... that call the morning of like they need somebody right right can away. Can you be the, here? Yes. Can you be uh -huh. here at the studios in Times Square? You were wearing right a, over. Yeah. a kiss shirt, right? Uh -huh. uh, cut yeah, off sleeve. Me, <laughs> cut off sleeves. They're, like, they're looking for somebody with some tats on their arms that yeah. look like a punk for his kid. And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Are those were the, are those your your? Yeah, your... those are my tats. Okay. Yeah, they gave me a cut off sleeve shirt, and they. <laughs> That's great. Uh, 
It was it was pretty funny. It was funny. uh, It was a good little bit. It was a short bit, but it was really really good. I I can tell you a little anecdote about that bit. Sure, uh, that give you an insight into the your listeners into the uh, industry a little bit. Um, So that's a live tape show. So you have one take to get that right. It's Mm -hmm. taped live, and Mm -hmm. if it doesn't go right, they cut it out of your. They'll cut it. They won't show it. So there's a rehearsal for that because it's just a one take thing, and you only have one take. I had a line, and I had to throw this beer bottle at the at the wall, and it's supposed to explode. Mm-hmm. And then I look to the camera and I have another line. It didn't explode. <laughs> so they bring me this beer bottle, and uh, they, I can't rehearse the beer bottle because it's I'm ruining the wall. They don't want me yeah, to yeah. ruin the wall yeah. twice. Yep. Okay, they don't want to clean up the mess twice. So yeah. you're gonna throw this beer bottle. We're gonna give it to you. Then they bring me the beer bottle, and it's f- and it's and it's filled. Yeah. And I go, you can't. I can't. This. Can you bring it to me half filled because it's not gonna. Ex- it's not gonna break like like this like it's a full beer bottle it's not yeah, gonna it's, it's not, not gonna, i have to throw it against concrete to make this thing break yeah i got quite a throwing on by the way i'm very proud to say like i could <laughs> fucking huck i mean i'm very very strong throwing on i've been playing baseball since i came out of the womb um <clears throat> but i knew it i'm like this is this is a broken beer bottle this ain't gonna work yeah. and I'm like no no they want it like this they want it I'm like, oh, fuck. so i'm dealing with that and so then when it comes time and if you watch it you can see it so I chucked the beer bottle, and I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to give it all I got. Hopefully I can make this thing break. And I chuck it at the wall, and it not only did it not break, it bounced off the fucking wall, almost like hit me in the face. Almost. Yeah, very close <laughs> to coming at my yeah. head. And it's because it was a full beer bottle, the beer just went everywhere. everywhere. And, it, and it lands on my face, and it's just dripping down my face. And I got to stay in character as I turn to the camera and say my last line. Like, And it's just like everything was so, like that was happening. What was, was your going, last line? Was so... I, can't even remember. I didn't even say it because I, I know was, you didn't. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was, but I was like supposed to say, "Ha ha, good one, fatty." Throw it at the wall, then look at the camera and 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 say something about you know how I you know f off, dad, or whatever it was. You can't swear, but it was something like that. And I couldn't remember the last line, so I didn't say it because I I was so so <laughs> I was so thrown by all the beer <laughs> yeah. that was all over my face. <laughs> And I'm just like I look, and I can't. I don't even think I know if I look at the camera, but I'm covered in beer, and I'm trying it's to keep totally it together. Don't wipe your everywhere. face; like it's, it's all over my face. It just didn't go well. Um, luckily, though, they they didn't drop the clip. They kept it. Um, and I'll yeah, I'll yeah. admit, while watching, I was like, I, something didn't. Yeah, it didn't go off right. Something didn't go right yeah. because yeah. the beer bounced off it that bounced wall. way too much, man. Right. I knew it was gonna. I knew that something like that was gonna happen. Luckily, it didn't hit me in the face. It could have. Mm. I th- and I and I actually watched it again to see if it did hit you in the face. Very close, but it didn't. It got really close, yeah. but it bounced and beer went everywhere. Yeah, and he just said, "What did you? What was the line you said? Something, whatever, fatty, good or, one, fatty, good one, fatty." Yeah, to- tossed it and it just it bounced. Yeah, and that was it. And and they, they it watched it stayed on you for a minute. Yeah, and then it pulled back to David Letterman. Yeah, it was waiting for me to do my other line. I, I didn't do it because I was just so fucking thrown. <laughs> uh, yeah, did you yeah. meet David Letterman? <laughs> I did not. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't meet his son. <laughs> he wouldn't. So David Letterman still is not good with his son. All yeah, these years. Still, all these years, he wouldn't meet his son. I'm like, I thought for sure he would meet me. Um, yeah, that's the yeah, way yeah, those yeah. big ones, the big Yeah, but with those shows are. like that, yeah, you got one take on that stuff. One take. That is um, super so interesting. You, it's very, it's high pressure situations, man. There's no, you know, it's very high pressure situations. That makes me respect what those people do much more. Absolutely. After that experience, I was like, oh shit, these people, these people can't fuck up. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get into the weird questions. You ready? Weird questions. Well, they're 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 rapid fire questions. All right. They're not weird. They're not like, hey, are, do you have an innie or an Audi? And I'm oh. talking about your penis. <laughs> We're not not those not uh, that weird. Because I identify as a tree. I identify as a tree stump. I don't have an innie or an Audi. <laughs> I have a tree stump. All right. So first one: morning, noon, or night? 
what's your preferred is that what's preferred there in that so what's your preference morning noon or night i'm a night i like night night yeah because yeah, this was early for you right one one, one o'clock me time needed the coffee it was perfect yeah perfect yeah. good all right uh, how do you like your steak cooked um medium rare medium rare okay yeah uh, what was the last film you watched Last film I watched, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. That was the last film I watched. I haven't seen Terrence. it yet. I you haven't seen it? God damn it, I want to see it. Oh, yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. a lot of film, though, so you won't even go to the theater. Am I right <laughs> oh, about that? Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. You know, I think Mr. Tarantino needs to maybe, like, not write his stuff anymore, but, like, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he he we, wrote it. He wrote that one. He wrote that one as well. Yeah, you're right. I think these directors get to the point where they're like, "Yeah, everything I write is gold. Let me just shoot it." And they shoot too much. That movie could have been cut down big time. It was like two hours and forty five minutes or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, but it's like, and I'm 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 I was talking about this the other day with an actor buddy. Man, I'm like, just dude, you're Quentin Tarantino, all right? Look at fuck it, just go get a book that you like, and make that. Like, get a book, get something that someone's written that's already and been turned into a screenplay. Yes, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna force myself to go get a cabin in the woods to drum up some story. Like, fuck it. You can tell the struggle to put together story with these directors as they go on and on. Yes, their first few come out and they're great. Hey, you wrote and directed that? Fucking fantastic. That's great. Yeah, that's because they were super hungry and they had all these stories inside them. Well, the stories have been told and now they've been living a life of cush for the last 20 years and those stories aren't interesting anymore. No one wants to fucking listen to your stories, okay? They're not <laughs> interesting. The struggling stories are what are interesting and your imagination only goes so far. So just go get the rights of a book. You're fucking wealthy. What are you talking about? Yeah. If I had to, oh man, I would make my favorite books that haven't been made. I would totally make them. I would do, you know what I would do? This is the first movie I would do. I would do the story of uh, Timothy Leary. He wrote a book um, called uh, Confession of a Hope Fiend. It's the story of how he escaped from prison twice. He escaped from prison twice. Uh, Dude, the story is outstanding. I read it two, three times. It's fucking amazing. No one even knows about it. This is what I would make. I would make stuff like that. I would, you know what I mean? It's like like, your hubris is out of control, you know, Tarantino. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Direct all day, man. I'm good. I like your visuals. It's fucking great. I love you. Have fun with the camera and you have fun with your soundtracks. Love the soundtracks. But maybe put down the pen. That's all I'm saying. That's good. That's good. See, that's why we do the rapid fire because they turn into less rapid fire. I want to do do three more. Okay, uh, what's your favorite place to watch TV? Um, on the shitter. You got a couch. <laughs> do you watch it on your phone? And I don't. I don't vehicle? have. A t- I haven't owned a TV in a long time. I don't oh. have a TV, but I watch, and I don't watch TV. Oh, that's interesting. All um, right, well, but that's... here's what I here's what I watch. Uh, this is the closest thing to TV. I watch sports okay. streaming. Uh huh off of a, like a pirated website where I can watch any game I want. And on, it's on my laptop in my bedroom. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be watching, you know, Patriots tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. I watch the Celtics Let's lose to Philly. They... Yeah, that's I'm, I'm following my Boston see. sports teams. Let's see how the Patriots As do. annoying as that must be. <laughs> no, for, it doesn't for... annoy me. I mean, okay, we're, good. We're, yeah. it's L.A. We're, we have, we've had successful teams and dominated the sports world before as well. Not lately, but uh, certainly have, right? Sure. I mean, okay, so no hard L.A. Feelings. Kings, Lakers, Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, come on. We've had some success out here for sure. Yep. Um, all right, uh, next one here. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Jeez. Um, oh, I like, um, I haven't been to any place that's like, 
There's always like you, you say, I would live here if there's these few little tweaks, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Some tweaks. Mm -hmm. Let me take a just let me just take a moment to extol the virtues of this one city that a lot of people probably don't think about. I wouldn't I would live here if it wasn't cold and if I if I uh if there was more industry there. If I didn't have to be around the industry. This is a place I could retire if it got warmer. Okay. This city's called Salem, Massachusetts. Mm. This is the place I lived um when I was like nineteen, twenty. 21 um it's this lovely city with tons of history just north of boston right on the ocean uh it's a very one of the oldest cities in the country so you're looking at little cobblestone roads right. a lot of historical buildings old burial grounds super cool filled with history um also has a very spooky vibe this has a it's a creepy vibe because it has this history about the witch trials and that kind of thing there's a wiccan community there you know, so there's a community of people who are just into Wiccan and which is kind of like, you know, there's some witchcraft in there. It's like mm -hmm. spells and that kind of that's kind of this is what's going on at this place. And it's right on the ocean. There's awesome beaches there. It's a it's a short train ride to, to Boston. If you up and down, the food there is amazing. Seafood is outstanding. This city is fucking gorgeous. It's a nice little community, and I and I love it so much. It's just too cold in the winter, though. It's just really cold. There's not very much yeah. good weather, actually. Yeah. Probably like three yeah. months, maybe. In fact, if anybody is ever visiting Boston, I always tell them, like, dude, fucking take a day. You could take a train for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. You're up in Salem, Mass, and it takes you right downtown. You can walk around, go to the Witch Museum, go to the House of the Seven Gables, go walk around those burial grounds, man. There's a, oh my God, the cities, there's these little stores that sell fucking witch stuff, and like the, the buildings are super old and weird and That's creepy. Cool. The place is fucking great. Check out Salem, Mass, man. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Good answer. All right. What did you have for breakfast? Last question. What did you have for breakfast? What'd Today? you eat for breakfast? Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I had, you're going to think it's very weird. I uh, might. Uh, or maybe not. I had uh, a bowl of uh, brown rice. Uh, okay. Which, and it had a, I had a vegetable stew on top of it that I had made uh, that consisted of, uh, this is what I put in my, you know, I fuck around with these things. I make these like slow cooker, slow cook kind of like. We do that at my house Stews too. and stuff. I had a, so it was carrots, two types of onions. Potatoes for breakfast. Yeah, potato. Uh, oh, yeah. There was pepper in there, and there was uh, there was zucchini in there as well. Nice. And then um, I had put some bacon in there too to 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 give, just give it a little uh, flavor, a little and, salt, a little yeah, saltiness. A little so um, that way I didn't have to add so much salt to it, and it gave it a nice flavor. And I had that over brown rice, which is really good breakfast for for me. Um, you know, it's warm and it's easily digested. It's pretty healthy. You know, now I am a huge fan of some greasy ass shit. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, I'm going to have breakfast with my Uncle Roger, which I do every Sunday morning over in Playa del Rey. And you better believe I'm going to have French toast with bacon and scrambled eggs. And I'm going to I'm going to eat that like a boss. So I, I definitely do that. But then, you know, there are times like this morning where I'm like, oh, I'm going to need my energy for yeah. this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to eat something kind of light and healthy, something I can bounce around with right after I have it. I don't feel like I got to take a nap or anything. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what I had this morning. Nice. Well, Jonesy, anything else you want to add? Where are you doing your stand-up? Do you do it often? How often are you out there in the in LA? website? 
I do have a website, jonesy.com. And does it have all your shows on there? And I stuff don't put like them that? all on there uh, on the website because it just takes a lot of effort to go into the back end and rearrange my website. So right. I put my shows on uh, on Instagram mostly. So gotcha. if you follow me at Funny Jones, you can get all that. There you go. And then uh, so that we talked about the weird AF News podcast that yep. you can find on any of your Just pod look it up. Catcher. All yeah. you got to do is yeah, Google it. It shows it's up. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's fun. If you like... Uh, you know, if you enjoy news, but you're depressed by mainstream news, you know, you can, you might like this. I, I like it. I like mostly not the news as much as I like the delivery, your delivery of you, it. You enjoy the delivery? Absolutely. Oh, the way you deliver it and the little comments that you have about yeah. it, that's the reason to stay. Because yeah. the just, news is there, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, in, I'm in a podcast for the personality. And the, your personality and the way you deliver it is the reason to stay. So I would I would promote that part of it mostly. The weird news is cool. And if that's what gets people in the door, great. Yeah. But it's the way you deliver it that I, I love. It's podcast and I, gold. And I put a t- I'll do a take on it or a spin on it. I'll Absolutely. try and make it funny. It's and, funny. It's and, hilarious. And I fuck up all the time, but I leave the fuck ups in there. I, you know? yep. I'm reading the article in real time. I haven't even seen it. I just do it in real time. Like I see the titles first and I choose based on the titles. And then I just start reading it. And it's in real time. It's as though we're reading it together. Yep. And I'll Stop exactly. and because I can't pronounce a name, or I'll stop. Be like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Did anybody? Does anybody know what this is? Or let me let me get further into the article, and I'll get into you know what I mean. I'll take that's, breaks that's and keep great. it going. Yeah, this and is... all the screw ups I leave in there. The <clears throat> helicopters drive by my apartment because I live in downtown LA. Sometimes the helicopters just <laughs> and I'll just like hold for helicopter and fucking. I mean, I get mad about the helicopters and I just leave that all in there. It's kind of like a so it's, it's I find it to be charming. You know what I mean? We I do the up. same thing. I've been doing it for years when it comes to the the stuff that I share. I. I read maybe the first few sentences and go, I want to share that. And then I just copy it, paste it, and I read it as if I'm discovering it with the audience. I like that. I prefer that. Because then I have an honest reaction, same real time. And I've had feedback in the beginning of that podcast where people were, uh, you know, specifically pointed out the fact that I'm sloppy. They're like, you're sloppy, man. You're not a pro. You should read it ahead of time and get it all down. And, but I didn't get many of those, and so I made the choice. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I think pe- more people are liking it I than are it hating it. Mm-hmm. It's just the people that hate it are the ones that take the time to write the email for some reason. Because they're just— The people that love it say sh- don't say shit. They don't say shit. They just listen. <laughs> they the just people that it. hate it sit down and they go, all right. And they take like a, an hour out of their afternoon because there's major pathology there, clearly. And then they they write you a whole fucking 200-word <laughs> email. Like I'm like, dude, you just wrote— like. Write your mother a hello email, you fucking idiot. Like, were you going to sit down and write me an email for an hour? Like, say hi to your mom. She's missing you. Well, to get more of Jonesy and the brilliance that you saw right here on this podcast, uh, check, go visit his uh, Instagram, check out his, his stand-up if you're in the L.A. area, and, of course, listen to Weird AF News. Thank okay. you for being on our podcast, man. It was a pleasure. Thank Appreciate you, Appreciate it.